Figweed here. Today we review a tavern ale and discuss the Flashman incident. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill. Good evening, Crow Hill. Good evening, Pigweed. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I've, there's this great new uh, service called Chirp where you can get cheap uh, audiobooks. And so if, if you guys haven't heard of it, check it out. Chirp, it's pretty cool. And they they have audiobooks for like two ninety nine, three ninety. Mm-hmm. Typically, they're a lot more expensive than that. So I got Uncle Tom's Cabin. I was listening to it. And... Uh, Today was a nice, cool day, so I was I was on a, doing something that I could listen to the book and also work at the same time. So I had the book playing, and I had my window open, and I was thinking, you know, Uncle Tom's Cabin is replete with a word that we're not supposed to say. Yes, and, and it's not Voldemort. No, it's not Voldemort or Yahweh. Uh, so, and, you know, people walk by, I mean, my, my office is in the front of my house, the window's open, people are walking by out front. And here's this word coming out on this, uh, you know, on this yeah, thing. And right. It makes me wonder, like, should I be doing this? Right. I mean, could it, could it develop into uh, an incident? Could it develop into an incident? That's the yes. question. And you're yes. like, uh, here's just a guy thinking he's just casually listening to a classic book in his right. home. And next thing you know, he's the pariah of the all, neighborhood. All of a sudden, there's like, <laughs> yeah, people with automatic weapons in my front yard or something. Yeah. Well... Yeah. That does remind me of a local story we have uh, here called yeah. the Flashman incident. Oh yeah, sure. I it's mean, the same right, kind of a concept. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think everybody knows about that one. Well, I mean, it started here. It did. It got. It's getting has has had some national attention yeah. and some international attention, really. But I'm not sure, you know, how far the it reaches beyond this yeah. area. So we'll recap it. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. But in the meanwhile, we have to take a, a try of my tavern ale, which okay. like, this beer started off as a California common. Yes. And I have uh, modified the recipe over time. I realized after a while that it was really outside the range of California common. It's more like an English IPA. But you didn't want to then re-modify your recipe to fit the California common. You say, I like this beer. Hey, said, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone and just change the name. So, <laughs> right. So I stopped calling it a California Common. And this, what we're drinking, is the only bottle of it. I usually keg. The uh, entire rest of the batch is, is uh-huh. in a keg. All right. And um, so so you had a little bit of this at Oktoberfest on, on the tap. Yes, and it's, it's a very Oktoberfesty mm-hmm. beer. It, does, it reminds me of those Oktoberfest Marzins and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's got a coppery color. Right. And it's... It's coppery and it's... Um, it's more malty than hoppy, but the hops are definitely there. You get some nice bitterness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit, um, I would say, a little bit sticky on the finish. A little bit. Uh, a little know, bit. In a good way, you know, like that, the flavor hangs in there. You know what's funny is when I first opened and poured it, I got just a little bit of, a, of an off smell. But it seems to have gone away. I don't know what it was. Yeah. You know, that's it. that is a... a that is a feature of home brews, and I don't get it. And the th- and thing is, that's what happens. You pour, you pour it, you immediately take the first sip. You're like, eh, this isn't, this isn't that great. Then you leave it on the counter for three minutes. Yeah, and it's fine. And it's gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a sanitation thing, but I don't know what else it would be. Right. Maybe we need to do some research on that. Yeah. Right. Anyway, this is one of my uh, crowd-pleasing beers. It's one of my 
uh, long-standing things that have been brewing for a long time. Turned out pretty well. All right, so uh, so what? G- give us some background on this. The Flashman uh, yeah. thing? Uh, well, first off, let me preface it with sometimes it's it's a bit odd what you with uh, starts as a local story, yeah. And what gets that? How does something that seems like a local story get pick? It gets picked up by a, a national news outlet. The next thing you know, people are concerned about really a story that's not that 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 big a deal. Or right. uh, this this missing woman uh, from Florida. What's her name? Gabby Petito or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. That, that that. I mean, there are. People go missing all the time, right? And, uh, and it's sad and all that. It, but, yeah. It, it, yeah, right. It is, but the news doesn't. Well, there's there's no room in the news cycle to follow everyone, right? To the nth degree. And that's what the, the local news is for. Yeah, but there's some every, every once, once in, a while, in a while a local story all of a sudden becomes a national one, and that's similar to the Flashman thing. It's, it is, and because. Well, how do you want to start this? Well, no, so, we'll just go, uh, you let's know, go with the facts. Yeah, so, so go ahead. So the interesting thing was, you know, we, we, we heard about this story because it was a local thing. And then and then uh, Hunter Allen wrote this good expose on the whole uh, yeah. thing. And that's kind of what we're going to we're gonna base the show on is his, his expose of what happened. But anyway, it began very simply. It was just um, this guy, Bob, his, his father wanted to clear out his attic. So he goes to his father's house, he's helping him clear stuff out, and he finds a box of old books. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he remembered that on the drive to work, he passes a lot of those little tiny libraries. <laughs> yeah, they're, right? they're, they're, just, they're just free used books. Right? Yeah, it's great. There. They're fantastic. It's like, it's like a big birdhouse. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, people just put books in there, and you can put one in, you can take one. And I've, I've used them from time to time. I think they're great. So uh, Bob remembers these tiny library things. And he says, you know, I'll, I'll put a few of them in there, and then the rest I'll just give to Goodwill, and that'll be the end of that. So that was his plan. He took this box of books, stuck it in his car. Driving to work, he distributed some books here and there and put it in the... And that, you know... And one of the books was, is called Flashman. Right, yeah. So so that was that should have been the end of it. So <laughs> That's not much of a story so far. Exactly. Go yeah. ahead. So, that, so then, okay, day one, right. according to uh, Hunter Allen... A uh, little Pedro Wilson loved to read adventure stories. Yeah, I mean he was he, that was that was his big thing. Anything you see a sword, you know, yeah. somebody in a uniform, Some swashbuckling, yeah, yeah. A, a, a ship in the background, <laughs> pirates, all that. That was sure. his thing. So healthy young boy. Yeah, exactly. So he goes to the local tiny library, and he pulls out this book with a cover that has this British officer in a fancy uniform with a sword. Right. And he says, "This is this is my kind of thing. and a lovely woman at his side." Yes, but but uh, Pedro was really more attracted just the swashbuckling side of it. So he says, "This is great." He takes it home and starts reading it. Yeah, you know, good for Pedro. But then day two, Pedro takes the book with him to school, so he can read in his free time. Because Pedro's yeah. a smart kid, he gets done with his stuff quickly, and he has some extra time on his hands, so he he likes to bring a book to school so he can read. Now, Pedro's teacher, I think her name was Miss Hughes, um, sees the book and says, Pedro, this is great that you're taking, you know, you're reading on your own. You're not only reading the things that we assign in class, but you're you're picking up other stuff and reading it. That's fantastic. But. (laughs) Yes. Full Flashman is not exactly kitty reading. (laughs) Right. So so she says, you know, she says, can I look at it? And she, she looks at the book and she's flipping through it. 
and she sees some language in the book that disturbs her. Now, the book itself, I guess we should, should we give some background to a book? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, all right, uh, all right, so I'm going to tease this a little bit. It, it's becoming hard to get, mm -hmm. and because of that, we figured, well, let's see what all the hubbub is about. Right. And so, yeah, so it's uh, George MacDonald Fraser mm -hmm. wrote this. So what's, what's the original character of uh, Harry Flashman? Is it from a famous... It's from a famous novel of the 1800s. Oh, is it? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So this, the kid, this kid Harry Flashman gets. It's about him in boarding school, and he gets kicked out of school, and yeah. he imagines what would this kid have been grown up to be oh, like. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All and right. This, yes. It's. Uh, it's Okay, well, I didn't yeah. know that background. Yeah, There's, yeah, yeah. Yes. So he's like, I knew so the he... Flashman got kicked out of boarding school for for fighting and whatnot. And so Drunk this and... this this particular book is the first in the series. So he's just been kicked out. Okay. But it's supposed to be a takeoff of famous. 18th but there's like eight or nine million. books in the series, <laughs> right? Or right. Yeah. But right. This so is it's the fairly popular. So, but it was about uh, Flashman, his early military career, and going off to Afghanistan. He's in the. Uh, so this is. This is the 1830s, so this is colonial Britain, mm -hmm. where they, they colonized both India and Afghanistan. Right. And so, <laughs> after after getting in trouble and escaping a number of times, he finds, he feels like it's time to get all the way, no, no, he gets kicked out of the Scottish regiment. Right. And they send him to India. Lord, he's very dismissive of the culture and the people there. Right. From there, he goes on to Afghanistan, and he is equally... Dismissive, yes, and refers to refers to the locals. With the locals, the, the locals, the local servant class. Yes. You know, because he's a British upper upper crust, right? And yeah, who knows? He might even do this for British uh, working class right. people. Yeah, refers to them with the N word. Yeah, yeah. just very casually, right. just them, and uh, it's nothing kind to say about their 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 culture or their people. Right. in both, and so it's um. What you would call very non-PC. Not politically correct. So, Miss, getting back to day two here, Miss Hughes borrows the book from Pedro, picks right. it up, opens it up, sees the N-word in there, and is like, ooh, and then right. is immediately upset. And, and then for some, for, then, then the story, you know, people don't wait for the real story, yeah. right? So, it's assumed that the story has come from the library... <laughs> Well, so, she asked him. So, she asked him where he got it. He, oh, said, oh, yeah. he, got, he said he got it from the library. Right. He meant the little library. Yeah, 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 right. The free library box. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, I guess the woman could have just looked to the back of the book to see if it had the little card. Or, right. I don't know. They may not even do that anymore. There's I don't know if chip, they do that. Yeah, computer exactly. chip in the book yeah. now. <laughs> just scan the barcode. Know. But, no. you know, she didn't. All she thought was, oh, my gosh, this book is. How did this book get in our, our school system? Da da. So she jumps to conclusions. She jumps to conclusions. Uh, the, the 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 word gets out on the street. Well, wait a minute. Not quite. Not quite like that because, uh, you know, nowadays you can't like you haven't eaten lunch until you've taken a picture of it and posted it to Instagram, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So so Miss Hughes. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Posted a message on Facebook that her school library was distributing racist, sexist books. Yeah. So oh boy, that's gonna you know you get. Racist, sexist books, school and together, and you you got a billion hits. Exactly. So all, all of a sudden, it becomes crazy on on social media. So day three, social media explodes and demands that the librarian be fired. 
the school librarian, who had absolutely nothing to do with any of this. Right? But, you know, this is how these things happen. Exactly. No, there's, facts don't matter. Facts don't but matter. What, you, hold on, wait a once, once, right, once the media gets the, the story that they want, mm -hmm. facts be damned. Exactly. You can get current and past Beer and Conversation podcasts at pigweedandcrowhill.com where you can also post a comment if you like. They're, they're almost, they're desperate for a story of a certain type. And once yes. they find a story uh, that we, sort of fits that certain type, off they go. Right. So, um, social and media And the fact demands, that, that, that uh, uh, Pedro is Hispanic, well, that really helps the story. Uh, right, right, that's right, go yeah. Ahead. Okay, so then Twitter, the next day, can't decide whether to blame... Pedro. I don't know. We treat Twitter like like it's a like it's an a thing. entity, a person, <laughs> right. like, with, a, right. with a mind of the but it kind of works it that sort, way. Sort of is. Yeah. <laughs> so they they can't decide whether to blame Pedro for reporting the book once he saw the N word in the book, right? Right. right. Because well, for failing to report the book, for fail exactly yeah. for failing to report. Eventually, they decide not to blame Pedro, but to question whether his parents were raising him in a healthy, progressive household. Yes, because every parent needs to be reading every book that every yes. kid has and, in their hands. And has to be lecturing their kids in all the politically correct dogmas so that they behave the way Twitter wants them to. So, then we get to day five. This, this, is, this is getting a little crazy, right. but day five, both of Pedro's parents are called into human resources and enrolled in sensitivity classes. Yes. I know it. I mean, what, and they're like, what the heck is going on there? Well, sh in, in, shortly thereafter, yes, somebody actually thumbs through the book and realizes it has no markings that has anything to do with the school. Right. They, they asked Pedro again, and he said, yeah, you know, the little library book on the thing. And they're like, oh. <laughs> right. But My then, bad, but well, who cares now, right? right. What are you going to do, correction on page A7? The story's out there. Right. And, and people were already in high lather about this. So... They find out that the book came from the tiny library in his little town in Kensington. Right. And then it gets turned over to the local police because it's like a hate crime, right? And then they turn it over to the county police. Then it becomes a national story, and CNN uh, puts it on air. And now... <laughs> CNN won't leave it alone. Right. Of course. And, and then, then, so now there's an investigation. They're like dusting the thing for fingerprints. They're the FBI is they're, The involved. FBI is, yes. They're, they're checking cameras in the neighborhood to see uh, suspicious people, you know... Fortunately, they, they haven't strung up poor Bob, uh, or I don't know, people, Bob's, Bob seems like the kind of guy who wouldn't do this as a prank, as far as I can tell. You know, I think they're mostly buying the story that it was inadvertent, but yeah. I'm sure there are enough people out there that go, I don't know, Bob, sounds like a white guy. Uh, but you know, with all the profiling that they can do, and like, so they find out which tiny library it is that yeah. it's in, and they find out... Um, they find some fingerprints, and they start trying to put together a case. You know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll, uh, yeah, they'll leave Bob yeah. alone. So, okay, <clears throat> the next day, day six, the American Psychological Association donates a series of anti-racist, pro-gay, and pro-trans children books to the school. What library. are they even now, getting involved for? Yes, and what does trans have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, the, you know, the intersectionality means that every, you know, everything, everything is all on the same. Team, right, and so the more intersectionality you can get going, somehow Flashman, I don't, I don't, I read the book, I don't recall him offending any any trans people. Trans there, there, no, there were no trans people in eighteen thirty. So, uh, I mean, well, okay. So then, day seven, Pedro's parents wisely hire an attorney 
who reveals the true origin of the book. Yeah, so we got that done, and 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 all right, all right. So so all right. Can we just realize that this was just all? A it was all a big mistake, and it's a very local story, and we don't have to talk about this anymore. And the the press can move on to more pressing matters. No, but no, not. no, because then day eight comes along. And there's all these calls for legislation to regulate tiny libraries. <laughs> I mean, so really? Uh, you're going to put somebody in charge of monitoring what books go in, what books go out, making sure the books that go out are age-appropriate. It's a, it's a birdhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't I have mean, all just, this hateful stuff being sitting right, out there Right, and of course, none of the politicians... No, of course, it's totally unworkable, but when a politician gets the chance to stick his face in front of a camera yeah. and say, I and won't stand for this, yeah. uh, knowing that it's not going to go anywhere, so, but, you know, they, they, get, they, they get out there and preen and... and yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Then, the author, uh, Day 9, the author, uh, George McDonald Fraser, becomes the latest evil person. <laughs> yeah, now, this guy who's who's... Well-reviewed. Do you see the review on the back of the book? There are famous writers going, this guy can really write. Yeah. And, you know what? He really can. It's a fun read if, you know, you get past the... Get past some of the rougher edges. <laughs> some, yeah, yes. You know, some rougher 1960s. And, and the, the main but... character, Flashman himself, is, you know, as you said, it came out of... A, a, I didn't realize that there was some other series he was basically on, but yeah. I, knew, I knew that he was some lousy kid, and the question is, what kind of a, an adult did he turn out to right. be? He turned out to be a lousy adult. Turned, turned out, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, he's, 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 I referred to as the anti-hero. Yeah. Because. He's a coward. He's a coward. He's a womanizer. Right. He, he's a drunkard. He's, he, he's a drunkard. He will throw anybody under the bus. Right. Uh, it's, 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 but seeing him, so what is the appeal, just take, take one second here. What is the appeal and there is an appeal of an anti-hero. Of the anti-hero. Yeah, well, I guess it's just kind of somebody to laugh at. And <laughs> really? also, and also, because he's, takes... he's sort of, in many ways, he has all of the characteristics of the hero outwardly. The people, yeah, because right. because the, the the things that he gets into and then gets out of, he does it in such a way that people consider him heroic for the mm -hmm. way that you know, from the time that he he faked the duel to the time he pretended. He, other people killed these guys, and he walks out with a bloody sword. And uh, right. so he really seems like he's a heck of a guy. So I guess you, as the reader, you're behind the scenes going, I know what this guy's really like, and he's getting away with murder. But it's, so, it's, sort of, it's sort of the way for the cynic to say, yeah, all heroes, they're not really heroes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just... They're just it is mocking the genre a little yes, bit. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, it yeah. is. But uh, it's, it's, it's it's kind of like the you know all priests are pedophiles, all Boy Scout leaders are pedophiles, you know that kind of thing. It's right. it's, al it's almost like a a okay, we know what those guys are really like. But, okay, so he's got so he's got a, a, a George McDonald Fraser is a good author, and he's got and a, he's, he's got, got a, a he's got a huge fan base. And right. if you look out there, the novels are everywhere to yep. buy, and some of them can be quite expensive. And the, he's been well reviewed by very highly respected writers. But now after the Flashman incident. Anybody who's involved in any of these George Fraser appreciating societies, yeah. they're doxxed, they're picketed, yeah, they're yeah, fired, right, they're right. so, so they, they become public enemies. So, the, you know, the people who are, these are people who are just sitting at home, reading a variety of books, they just happen to like the, the, the Flashman series, so it's kind of a Flashman fan club. Well, now, uh, you know, Anonymous or somebody gets into their database, finds out who's receiving the monthly newsletter, right. I mean, 
Ooh, you receive a newsletter from, from a, somebody from who a used flash. that word. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. So of course they get doxxed. Yes, they're uh, you know people are going after their employers. Yep. They're, they you know their their kids are being hara- harassed at school. This guy's doing nothing but reading the Flashman books and signed up for a newsletter. <laughs> it's right. nuts. It is totally nuts. So then, day ten, social media demands that George McDonald Fraser's heirs repudiate his works, that they come out and publicly repudiate them. His but grandchildren. The is, but, but, but we've seen this a thousand times. It doesn't help. Mm-hmm. No. Right, so you go out and you you, know, you apologize and you never say you're wrong. Never apologize to these people. <laughs> no. No. So you're going, you're going to be in the same position anyway. You right. might as well stand your ground. Yeah, exactly. His grandchildren were actually kicked out of university. Oh, come on. Because their tuition was paid for by proceeds from his work. So these proceeds from right. this work are now tainted. <laughs> yes. So And so they're taking can't. up space. Yeah. That should be going to, should be going to, to people to, of yeah. color. Well, actually, I, I heard that the university wanted to kick them out and replace them with Afghan refugees. Since <laughs> yeah. they were the ones who were called by the N-word in the, in the book. Right? Of course, I know it's, it's probably never been translated into Afghani, and they've never heard of Fleischmann. <laughs> no, they don't know whatever. anything about it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is part of the reparations that we're going Exactly. Right. So <laughs> but, then, but there are other people offended on behalf of the Afghans. Yes. So yeah. uh, this will, this now, will the, solve it all. This one, this one was one that was a little confusing to me. There are started to be Flashman book burnings. Right. Now, I, I wonder, did they like, like buy the book in order to burn it? Right. It's right. So that the grandchildren are getting even richer while being ostracized. ostracized. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Big Weed here. We love receiving comments from our listeners, and so if you have something to contribute, comment, disagree, we'd love to hear it. We can be reached at bigweedshow at gmail.com. Just called Pigweed, but Crow Hill will listen to Now, the, the interesting thing was, after all this goes on, day 11... Somebody in the woke universe finally reads the book. What do you know? Yeah, and finds right, they out didn't, they didn't. They, they didn't just flip through until they saw an offensive word. Yeah, yeah. Read it. Actually, read the book and finds out that the people in the book who were referred to by the N word were Afghani's, who are white, Asian, and Indian people. Not, <laughs> right. Plus the Indians themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that that creates this whole big problem on Twitter. Twitter is just confused. Like, okay, first the, in, in America, the N-word has a certain historical right. connotation and everything. And here it's being used in this completely different sense. And people are just all confused about how are we going to deal this, with this. Right. Yeah, yes, used in this uh, 1830s British Empire kind of a way. Right. Which and not, they, have and, no, and, they have no context for. And also it has absolutely nothing to do with black people. That's exactly. It's, it's, it's uh, Afghans who, some, some of whom are Caucasian, some of whom, they have white, brown, and yellow, can I say that? Uh, you, have, you have whites. That's great. It's a certain, and, and there's a certain uh, ethnic minority that are the result of the Mongol right. invasion. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's you part look, of You look at Afghans, and some of them have red beards, yeah, you know, all right. that kind of stuff, blue, blue eyes, eyes yeah. all, all that sort of thing. All right, so Twitter's confused on day 12. Day 13, the British embassy is burned in Kabul, 
Killing a family of squatters in empty buildings. Yes, because the Brits are already gone. There's nobody <laughs> left in the British in the British Embassy in Kabul. Right. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. So, good yeah. job there, guys. Right. So this this is a, you, I don't know if I, I guess everybody's heard of the Flashman incident. We know about it because it was a local story, but it became national. CNN picked it up, and it's just quite the quite the thing. It's just it's, it's remarkable how something so simple can take on such proportions. Yeah. Without any real without anybody supporting it for any reason at all. It's like once there's a certain amount of uh, of you know of the of of mob anger. There's no way of satisfying the mob until it just burns itself out. But what is it going to, what is it going to take to burn itself out? Who knows? Some burning, some apologies. <laughs> you think it would take two days, but uh, this has been going on way too long. I know. Anyway. It's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, okay. So that's the Flashman incident. And I, I guess you guys have read about it in the, in the news. But if not, right. I mean, there's the summary. Yeah, and and uh, uh, let us know what you think. I know. It's kind of weird. But, it, is, um, it is strange that a book left in a tiny library could would, cause such a stir. But, all right. So I think we have, we have a letter to the editor that we wanted to discuss. Okay. Um, we got a, a comment from a, a, a reader named Sam. And Sam's asked, Listen to the China episode. The China, okay, the yeah. China episode, right? And was wondering. He, so the what was that? What was the the China? The China episode was generally speaking, it was about how they're cracking down on uh, girly men representations and and how they're trying to change the culture. And Sam, right? They're right. They're they're that the government is concerned about the culture, and they are going to you know make sure that the nation has. Strong, virile, healthy young men to yeah. fight its wars and make babies. Right. Which is kind of the thing that you need. Yeah, so Sam... Sam. So here I am. I sound, very, yeah. I sound very pro-China when exactly. I say that. Exactly, and, and that's the problem. That's, that's what Sam's that's worried what about. That's what Sam's worried about. Yeah. Sam thinks exactly. that we're coming out in favor of China uh, kind of ruling the culture and, and from, from above manipulating the culture and forcing it to be a certain now, way. I think what we're saying was that we have an appreciation for... The impetus for the for the concern. Yes, and it's and a, yes, you're. I mean, I, I get it. I, I, this is one of those. You know, people people sometimes say the ends justify the means. You right. know, and this is one of those case cases where we agree with the goal, but we don't agree ends, with the way that they're trying to do it. But I get the means. But the other, most, but the more important thing is putting it into current perspective. Mm -hmm. If I did justify. Means also that means I would allow the this Biden administration to be in charge of culture and what goes on the screen and <laughs> right. what. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine no, no, just, we're not. So you get to you're, you're they're going to get to they get to censor books. Well, they're I mean they're this government big tech partnership right is already doing that. Yes. So imagine if if, if it was just straight out in the open like you just well. We don't need. We're, yes, we're. Well, they, they are straight on the open. They do tell big tech, you need to censor this. But let's just say it was bigger than that, and they were going to say, "All right, we don't need any patriotic films. We don't need any." Uh, that's why, I would, uh, in the sense of being pro that, I'd be like, "Yeah, if the government was pro its own country, <laughs> what's wrong with that?" <laughs> yeah. But this administration, well, is right. Would be the apology. Apology. Government apology tour. The apology the tour, go. telling schools uh, schools what they can teach. America is bad. Hollywood movies that can come out. TVs. I don't know. That looks awfully patriotic. 
Let's uh, tone that down a little bit. That's a little bit too cisgender. We need some more uh, trans over here. So, yeah, I agree. Yes, Sam, you're right. We do not want that for a variety of reasons. And we didn't mean to give the impression that we thought that government could, the no. government at the head of culture. No, that's not, that's not what we're it, promoting. We just think that, that it's good that somebody is actually thinking about things that are good for the culture. Yes. We, don't want the, we don't want that way of promoting. No, no, we right. don't need no, that authoritarian Right. All right. So we have a man of the week, and this—you you guys might have heard of this guy. This is a Florida man, and you know, for, Florida man. You know, he gets a bad rap. I know Florida man gets a bad rap, and you see a lot of Florida man stuff, where you know Florida man <laughs> does something the stupid. Worst thing. And here, here, Florida man, Eugene Bozzi, twenty-six, an Army vet. Um, <laughs> there was an alligator in his in his yard. This, uh, you, it's. I would say five to six feet. It's right? not an insignificant no, alligator. No. And uh, and he just takes a trash can. And you could hear all the neighbors in the background, way in the background. Yeah. I mean, no one, no parts of this. Right. Yeah. And and he takes this trash can and basically moves the trash can towards the alligator. Make a, make a weird hissing sound. Yeah. That's weird. Very yeah. unpleasant. And they're fast. <laughs> Did you know an alligator can outrun a horse? What? Yeah, they're fast. They got stubby little legs. I know, but they're fast as can be. <laughs> so he so he pushes this thing forward and gets the a, a little bit of the alligator into the trash can. It's funny when he flips the lid over for some and, reason and, it goes in instead of backing up because he was only his, his he was only head deep. Yeah, he he still had three quarters of his body was outside the trash can. Yeah, when the the lid lid flips over and hits him in his back, he scurries into the can and then. Eugene, grabs so I guess, the can. I mean, I guess Eugene's done this before. Or, I don't know. Right? I mean, he seemed very. He's like, because he's, he's telling everyone, "Let me know when the head gets in." <laughs> and when it does, he flips the lid, and boom, 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 boom. He flips, flips the thing up, and you got an alligator stuck in your trash can. All right. Now, this is what bothers me the most. All right. I'm thinking he's now going to call DNR and have this thing taken to some far off place. Where does he take it? I, I didn't read. That oh, part. you didn't see it. You no. didn't see. Watch the end of the thing. No. To to the lake across the street. From oh his my house. gosh. <laughs> no, no, sorry. So, so his house is here. There's a road, and then there's a hill. There's no houses in front of him. Yeah. There's a hill to a lake that's just sitting right there. Well, he takes know, it down there. It's like fifty yards from the house. So, <laughs> so I used to, I used to work, I used to work with a company that had an office in Tampa, and I went down to Tampa all the time. And the people in Tampa would tell you, any body of water in Florida, I would not is golf in Probably going to have an alligator in it. Right, you just have to assume that any bottle of water. So you don't you don't take your small dog. You certainly don't take your children close to the edge of one of these lakes because you know it's just might be. So I guess he's just thinking, well, it's going to be there sooner. or later. It's going to be yeah. sooner or later, yeah. But I mean, I mean I, what what a manly thing to do. Uh, uh, amazing. I'm, I'm pretty impressed by good old okay. Eugene Bozzi. Eugene Bozzi, you are the man of the week. Man of the week. <laughs> If you like Beer in Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill, please like it, share it, give us a good review, post it to Facebook, all that good stuff. Thank you so much.